She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties Winter Romances Edition. I was so shocked seeing him in the makeup. He looks just like Marlon Brando. I'm going to spribbit that belly. A banker, not a banker. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. You know what I also learned the other day on the internet? The shit in between didn't matter. Warm up this Christmas with the these winter romance novels. This book, okay, before we even talk about this book, mm-hmm. this book. Okay, I've been struggling writing, right? Yeah. I've had this idea for a while. I've had the map. The ha- I have the map. I have the characters mapped out. I've been talking about this since before freaking like before we the beginning of the season right Mm -hmm. this book reminded me about formatting i figured out how to finish my book write my book i'm going to have by the end of break a whole outline april wasn't the goal to outline during nanowrimo what did i do during nanowrimo willy wonka and And i got sick so I literally gave up my time for Tater, which I would do again. Those kids, it, that experience, if your kids, like, if you know my face from my county and your kids go to my kid's school, I enjoyed that so much. Working with those stage crew kids, mm-hmm. it was, I got to meet a lot of kids that were like myself. I got to meet just a huge cross-section at that school and yeah. it was worth every minute. I would give up Nano again this year. Hmm. It was worth don't it. Don't put that into the universe too much. They'll ask you to do it again. Oh, no, they've already suggested I take over next year. Um, like I am not doing a whole musical next year. Oh, like the whole thing or the just like, thing. No. like direct music no. stage. Could you imagine? No. That sounds like a terrible idea, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I would self-implode. If you did that, we couldn't do pod. No way. Because like. You wouldn't be able to handle it. It's just. I can multitask. Only to a limit. What's wrong? Pod Katie take over for you that month. <laughs> so. It'd be more than that though. It's, it'd be like from the beginning of Christmas. To like the beginning of the school year till Christmas. Well, just Katie can take over a whole season. Yeah. Um, listen, last year for Christmas, you got Katie and I these bookshelf bookmarks. Uh-huh. You also got us a book rating journals. And mm-hmm. for a while, I was up to date. And then I fell out. But right. um, I still really like it. And I want to pick it back up again. But I have finished a front and back. I love that so much. And this is the front of my other one which is also almost done because I am currently one book away from a hundred books this year. But now let me tell you about my OCD. Uh Oh, so I love even numbers. Of course you do. I do too. Even numbers are the best. Except fives, which are somehow even numbers. Don't ask me to explain. I don't like five. Five can go away. Oh, I like fives. They're even numbers. I don't know how to explain it. Don't ask me to justify it. I'll be taking it. Eight's the right number. Eight. Eight's the right number. Mm-mm. Anyways, get to your point. <laughs> so, um, so I, I've read 99 books because I've read the book for this week and I've already mm-hmm. read our book for next week with Katie. I know what my hundredth book is going to be. I'm going to read the first Throne of Glass book as an audiobook nice. while we're traveling this holiday season. Fun. But I still have what, three weeks before the month is over, before the year is out? Mm-hmm. I could read way more than one book. You but haven't I finished Are like, Flame yet, have you? No, but I feel like I'm not allowed to read another book. Bitch. Because 101 books is not okay. So get two more in. Two more. I still feel weird about 102. I feel like it would be better if it was 105, but I don't think I can finish six books before the year's out. What about, like... Thin books, like 200 pages or less. What about the trashy novellas like Trick Shot that I read? Right, yeah. Well, Trick Shot, you could, you could do novellas. You could do YA books for work. You know, you do have reading for work you do. That counts. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's off the table to do 105. 
I know your reading speed and you're going to be on vacation. If I finish at 101, I'm going to be so frustrated. You're going to be so upset. If I finish at 102, that's a little bit better. If I finish at 103, I'm going to be mad again. If I finish at 99, I'm going to be so mad because you are absolutely not going to finish at 99. No, I'm absolutely not. I haven't even looked at how many books I read this year. The point of all of this is to tell you that my brain is broken. Same. Same. The monsters in my brain control my doubt. Same. Piper had her ROTC ball last night mm-hmm. and a meet this morning. So I was up till 10 picking her up from the ball. And then I was up at 5 o'clock a.m. I thought she wasn't doing cross country this year. Oh, no. These are ROTC meets. ROTC meets. Oh, okay. They got first in one thing, second in two things, and third in over in another. They got second overall. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. They're kicking ass this year. It's impressive. Cadet Kelly. Remember that movie? (laughs) The arguments about ROTC... You know what? Let's talk about this book because this book makes me way happier than talking about arguing with my daughter about her uniform. Okay. So for this month of December, as I said at the top of the episode, we decided to do like winter holiday themed romances. And I had another book in mind that I wanted to do for my week because Mm -hmm. there are three weeks that we were doing. You had one. I had one. And we let Katie Katie pick one. So I had another book in mind I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. then I came across this book at the bookstore one day in December. And it just was this cover that I was like, what is going on? Clearly it's this place in England. It's right. clearly like some sort of meat cute. That guy looks like he could be a Colin Firth. So <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went. So the book is One Day in December by Josie Silver. Um, it's a number one a New York Times bestseller. It's a Reese book club book. I found it in Barnes and Noble and I thought, well, that sounds Ew. nice. Let's try that. So I've gotten into the habit now, and I know you have too. Um, we've gotten into the habit where we don't even read the synopsis no. of the book. We, We're going in raw. We either get a recommendation from somebody and we decide to do it because it's a fan suggestion. And so we're just going to do it. Because or we saw it on. They get. Hmm. If the fans want it, we're going to give it to them. Exactly. Exactly. 95% of the time. Yeah. and Or it's one of the uh, book talkers or um, bookstagrammers that we follow, that we trust recommendations from. We yes. pick those up. Those trending books. Sometimes we read trash because of the trending books. But, oh, trending um, books. And then a, I would say 90% of our books post first season because our first season we were we were just a lot of books that we had already loved we were going through our history honestly yeah season one we were showing you who we were Mm -hmm. and who we were as a book couple Mm -hmm. yeah i would say 90 percent of the books we pick now are just ones that were like hey that looks cute i want to read it no fucking clue what it's about no fucking clue and for those of you who want some insider knowledge when we are planning a season we have a spreadsheet Mm mm-hmm and we alternate weeks. And so we throw everything on the calendar and we put the genre beside it. And then we start moving things around. So unless we right. themed that month, like we do romance, like we do pride, like right. we do um, horror. Or, yeah. um, unless it's that spooky, I guess, is really what it is. Unless it's that, we try to mix things up. Right. And, I let a- and I'll let April go first. She always has. She's always ready. April's always ready. And I like to throw in my books to like where I think they should go. Mm-hmm. And then April's like the librarian in her is like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we move this one here. And just here. a little selection, which is usually she's right because her brain works better that way than mine does. <laughs> well, I mean, we're a good team. I think that's what it boils down to. So... We are taking off the month of January. Oh, Molly just posted a video on what she's doing during pod break. I have Mm -hmm. one. By the time this episode comes out, it will also have already posted. But um, read along with us during pod break, too. Uh, There will come as no surprise to anybody that almost all of my books are romance. I was going to say, are any of yours crossing over with mine? Did you have any similar? Mm -mm, No. I didn't think so. 
No, because you're reading historical fiction and historical romance and historical fantasy. Yeah. And, and thrillers. Historical romanticy. So all and of thrillers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm reading uh, a lot of um, romance and romanticy. Hmm. Um, There's nothing wrong with that either, though. No. So let's talk about this book. One please. Day in December. Would Ugh. you like a synopsis? I would love a synopsis, please. All right. Let me give you a synopsis. Let me give you a synopsis. The last one I get to do for season five. And, and 2023. One day in December follows Lori and Jack over the course of a decade, beginning with the fateful day that Lori first laid eyes on Jack while looking out the window of a double-decker bus in London. Jack, who was sitting on a bench reading a book and wearing an exceptional peacoat, glanced up, noticing her, too. Unfortunately, neither acted en- fast enough, and they missed the opportunity to connect. Fast forward a full year of Lori searching for quote unquote bus boy along with her best friend and roommate, Sarah. And Lori sees Jack again in her apartment with his girlfriend, who is also her roommate, Sarah. I love it. Over the next decade, Lori and Jack will secretly pine for each other while Sarah remains semi-oblivious, fall in love with other people, Lori, fall in and out of love and relationships, Jack, and fight impossibly to stay both in each other's lives and at a safe safe distance Mm -hmm. so they are never again tempted to give in to their feelings. Like they did that one day in December while they kissed in an alleyway. With Bridget Jones vibes, this book is a Christmas time romance of faded mates and missed opportunities. Mm. I loved this book so much. Mm-hmm. There's Bridget Jones in here. There's like the holiday vibes. Like yeah. this is your favorite Christmas rom-com. I text April and I said, this feels like a rom-com I've watched a hundred times oh, yeah. and I've never read it before. This is right in my comfort zone. This I mean, I have read it before because I've read the Bridget Jones series, but yes. Right, right. But like, this is like, this is that comfort window. If you were looking for a good comfort romance with a little turmoil, this is it. Yeah, this is this the is book it. that you put on your blanket, sit next to the fire with a cup of hot chocolate and read. That's yes, what the book is. This is, you could devour this in a sitting. Mm-hmm, for sure you heavily devour this in a sitting and it, it's like sitting down and watching a movie it's spectacular and you read the audiobook i did the audiobook so i did a tandem read so i read the audiobook and um read the physical book so that i could finish on time the audiobook the narrators was enthralling. were good the was- narrators were very good very. i was very enthralled matthew kept getting enthralled mm-hmm. and i was like dude you're on nights you cannot sit here and listen to my book go yeah. shower go do yeah. whatever you're supposed to do because work dummy well that's a good segue into my first question so this is our first time reading josie silver yes. um, but she actually has several titles under her belt so what do you think her writing style and would you read her again absolutely mm-hmm. I, I i definitely want to see does she have non-christmas books or mm-hmm. is, is her genre christmas no she does but i would be really interested to her see genre is british romance i would definitely be interested to see how she writes outside of christmas and there's one book that takes place in new york but i can't confirm that the characters aren't british i don't know Mm. but it's in new york Mm. i like her i would definitely read her again if you put her on pod i'll read her if i put her on pod i definitely read her she is definitely someone that knows what she's doing and i felt like she did a good job with the male voice yes that is really hard to do yeah, with Jack's point of view, writer. I feel like she did a good job with the male voice. She absolutely yeah. did. I I feel like I could perfectly picture the character of Jack mm-hmm. and who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he's a hodgepodge of British guys. Oh, I kept really... picturing Tom Holland for some fucking reason. Mm. He's not blonde enough. But the the dorkiness, the, the the awkwardness, the handsome without trying, that's Tom Holland. So I think he's more like, uh, um, hang on. I think he's more like Tom Hiddleston. Oh, okay. A little bit younger. Yeah. Well, because he starts that age. Yeah. He, you know. Yeah. That's where I was going with it. He also has like the goofy, awkward, but he seems like he'd be a cool guy that would work at a 
a radio. Any British Tom we're good with is what we're saying, guys. Mm-hmm. Any British Tom. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe not any British Tom. We need approval, but you get our our, our window. That's you get our selection pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what we're doing? We're saying. Right. So we've talked about in previous episodes about the faded mates trope. And so do you think that Lori and Jack apply to this trope, even though this isn't a fantasy novel? Um, I've been thinking about this since I read this book. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't romanticy, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't, um, what the fuck is the genre in Jane the Virgin? You know that show, Jane the Virgin, where she's a writer and... Um, never seen it oh my god it's so good anyways she's a writer anyways i'll look it up but it's more of a there's a whimsical side to her Mm -hmm. writing that it's set in the real world but it's Mm -hmm. like real world with just touches of fantasy Mm -hmm. right like and that's what we're reading for next week too yes yes like that they go really well together they go really well together they are a perfect pairing and we didn't do that on purpose guys um you should definitely read these two books back to back by the way Mm -hmm. definitely um, but if it had a tinge more of like the hint of fantasy where I felt like fates were intervening, like they were being shoved together, like subconsciously, then maybe I would feel more like mated fates. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like mated fates. It's a cute genre. I, I love the meek, the meek cute in the beginning made me instantly want to re- root for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they definitely feel like they belong together and belong in each other's lives, but I don't feel like it's mated fates. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think the faded mates was, was it for this. I think that, no. Um, I think what they had going on is that they had a whimsical fascination with each other and both were looking for each other for a year. Yeah. And, the likelihood that they would ever end up at the same place again in London is not likely at no. all. Um, the audacity that the universe would put him with her best friend. That pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I have more questions about that particular aspect of it later. But but that's um, how life rolls, honestly. <laughs> but I didn't think it was like they were fated to be together. I think that they both tried to love other people. And sometimes you just can't help who you love, which no. is not an excuse to have an affair. No. Just so everyone knows. No. Just so everyone knows. April is very, very clear about this. I hate when books are written with an affair in them. Like it really. I'm Muddy. Watching, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy again, and I'm to the episodes where George and Izzy have an affair on Callie. <sighs> I hated that so much. By the way, I thought that happened much later in the series than season two. Nope. Season two. That's like what pisses me off about that. And I I did content on TikTok about Grey's. So we are officially a Grey's adjacent podcast. So what pisses me off about that Mm -hmm. is it's lazy writing. And I'm going to call Shonda out on this because I praise Shonda all the time. That was lazy writing. You wrote two best friends perfect male female best friends and the only thing you could do to create drama for them was fucking make them fuck it's bullshit you know it shonda it's bullshit and as much as izzy was attached to denny there's just no way she would have no no and then don't even get me fucking started on the alex ending Mm -hmm. okay Mm. i won't get you started on it ah (laughs) so mad so, <laughs> are you done? Yes, I'm sorry. It's okay. You can keep going. My kids are just yelling. <sighs> it's just, why throw away all that growth for Alex? Why? It really bothers me. Okay, moving on. Also, it's really unfair to Justin Chambers, who is like legitimately a good guy. And you know why? Kind of. He wanted to leave. Him. I know. He wanted to leave, and Shonda and the team were pissed. I don't blame him. They had written his character really poorly the past few seasons. Yes. And I get it. Fuck. But then he went on to play fucking Marlon Brando. Did you see that? 
No. Oh my god! I will put the link for the show in um the diddly doos. It's on Paramount Plus. It's about how the um how the Godfather movie got made and like the behind the scenes stuff and how they like worked with the mafia and stuff. And Justin Chambers plays. I was so shocked seeing him in the makeup. He looks just like Marlon Brando. That's crazy. He's not big enough for that. They did it. It was so good, April. Hmm. Okay, you want to talk about this book? I'm sorry. <laughs> Side note, he's been married for like a significant amount. A bazillion. And they have like a bazillion kids. They're like five kids and have been married since like the mid-90s. Yeah. I think they were together in high school. That's an uncomplicated high school or uh, Hollywood romance. Okay. Some criticism for, of this book has mm. been that it takes place over such a long period of time. Um, so what did you think about the time jumps in this book? Because if you haven't read this book yet, just know that you start in January and then all of a sudden it's June. Like there's no in between. It's like, oh, it's January. Now it's June. Now it's December again. Because the, the bulk of the story takes place in December every year. So I'm going to get up and defend this. Okay. I'm going to get up. Okay. Um, everyone that's hating on this. I want to ask you one question. Was there anything missing in the story? Mm -hmm. There wasn't. The timeline was necessary. You got the story through the timeline. She did this on purpose. She mm -hmm. did this so methodically so that you knew every single moment they had together. The shit in between didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Their story was the only important thing there. And so it was those poor peaks in time you know i actually thought the book took took place over a longer period of time because it starts mm -hmm. in december and i don't know december to december is a year yeah but it feels like longer it because did. you are you encircled two different years during that time mm -hmm. it's just like i'm four months older than tom but mm -hmm. i was born a whole year before him right because my birthday is this month and his mm -hmm. is in April. Are you guys doing anything at Disney for your birthday? Uh, it's the day we check out. So we're going to drive down and see my friend Florida Megan <laughs> and her little new daughter. Yay! Eloise Rainey. I'm so excited to see her. I'm so oh, excited. oh I, I can't wait to see pictures. She keeps texting me pictures of her and I keep like increasingly making it more awkward. Like I'm going to sprib it that belly. <laughs> I can't wait to her until she like loses breath and... That, I'm I mean, that auntie, though. making Megan uncomfortable at this point. I mean, I'm that auntie. You've seen me interact with Sammy Cakes. How many times have I squished his cheekies and go, ah, I love you so much? The first time that I showed him a picture of her, he goes, oh, can I snuggle her? Yes. Oh. Oh, Sammy. 100% you can snuggle her. Well, if her mom's okay. Which Megan said it was okay. So that's what we're doing for my birthday. Um, that That is the most joyful thing. I love that so much for you. Yeah, then I really do. Hard, which is less joyful. But Yeah. Um, but I'm turning 42, which for me is not a big year. It's going to be a big year when Tom turns 42 next year. Okay. So. Oh, duh. Get him a towel. Can I get him a towel? You can expect an invitation to his birthday party because we're going to have a. Um, I'm so excited. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Give me the date sooner than later so I can get Matt's leave scheduled. Okay. Can we talk about my husband's birthday not on bot? Yeah. Why don't we just cut that out, Tom? Sorry. <laughs> he don't have to. He may want to. He likes his privacy a lot. He does. So, anyway, um, I thought it took place in more years than it really yeah. did. Um, and I mean, they met in December and then it was a whole year later till they re-met. And then the way it that look, it skips around. How's it look in the physical copy? Like, is there dates? Is yeah, it like... So it starts with um, every year has a year. Okay. A title page year. And then the first page of that year starts with New Year's resolutions because every right. year... year starts with her New Year's resolution, New Year's resolution. Which I really liked. I thought it, it was very Bridget Jones. It was very Bridget Jones, but I liked it. And then it lists the year, the date up here at the top. Nice. Um, of each chapter. So you know that you're changing years when it tells you we're changing years, 2010. But like the first year they meet 
um, they meet in December of 2008. And then when you jump into 2009, you get the New Year's resolutions and it skips to March. Huh. So you don't do every month. Now, sometimes here in the middle, you're doing multiple months in the year right. because there's more that's happening. Crossover, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, hmm. I want you to, yeah, I want you to put yourself in Lori's shoes at, mm. for the moment um, to the moment where Sarah brings home Jack. So do you keep your mouth shut or do you tell Sarah the truth? Hi. I'm Molly Biggs. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm saying everything. I am a uncomfortable, info-dumping, ADHD mess. So I'm going to be like, oh my God. 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 And I'm going to look at my best friend and I'm going to start crying and be like, I'm going to move out. And that's exactly what I would say because I wouldn't be able to stay in that house anymore because the man I had been freaking fantasizing about for a year is sleeping with my best friend and I cannot hear that. <laughs> like, I would feel like she didn't handle it very well. Like, no. it could have been more of a, oh, what is the, what are the odds? This is so awkward. Let me so explain awkward. this to you. Sarah, do you know that this is Busboy? And I'm sure Jack would be like, who the fuck is Busboy? Even though Jack lied about her knowing her. But I just feel like knowing their friendship, she would have dumped him on the spot. She would have, but would, would that have been comfortable for... Jack and Lori to get together? No. 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 It wasn't going to benefit anybody. I think I would have just said nothing. Now, Sarah says she wished that that Lori would have told her. But again, if you tell your best friend, this is actually the guy I've been pining for for a year. Yeah. I doubt that anything's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Honestly, it would just ruin my friendship. Yes. It would just ruin my friendship. And in that situation, her friendship was more important than a boy she saw once. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the uh, storyline in Friends when Joey was dating Kathy. Oh, yeah. And Chandler was was like pining for her. Like he met her in the cafe and then it turned out she was there for a date, which happened to be with Joey. And I feel like that would have been the situation here. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would have helped no and Um, honestly like there was no winning in that situation none there was no winning in that situation if she told her best friend she would lose her best friend if she didn't tell her best friend she was gonna lose her best friend so like there was no yeah she was gonna hurt her best friend either way either way 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 she could have handled it would you know not to be to make out with them yeah like she, once. But yeah. I do feel like I digress though. <laughs> I do feel like Lori did really try hard to not give in to her feelings. I don't yeah, think I, I, she, her that she would have done it. She absolutely put that friendship first. Mm-hmm. And she was young. She was in her twenties. Mm-hmm. I honestly agree, I think, when the book yeah, started. I honestly could not tell you if twenty three year old Molly could do that. Because Mm -hmm. let me tell you what, 23-year-old Molly was a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. She was barely had her life together. Mm -hmm. Barely. I had just joined the military. I had not even started dating Matthew. I was scrambling. So if I honestly probably would have made a huge mess of that situation at that age. Truly. It's the courtesy of the British, though. Yeah. This isn't happening in this country. <laughs> no, absolutely not. My best friend and I are no longer friends. It's going to be messy. I'm going to, somebody's going to end up pregnant. It's going to be a thing here. <laughs> Gosh, that escalated quickly. That's how the states roll, man. <laughs> We're messy. It's true. Uh, we get more of a story from Lori's point of view than we do from Jack's. Mm-hmm. So would it have been better to balance it out? Maybe eliminate Jack altogether as a point of view? What do you think? I think this is the perfect amount of Jack. I complain a lot when dual narrators don't have enough balance, balance between the yeah. two characters. And this is where the editing team came in like a fucking rock star. I'm promising you that. Mm-hmm. I bet you there was more Jack content. And they're like, no. Pull back. Leave mm-hmm. him a mystery. We only need him in this part and this part and this is why. And the balance of them is perfect. Yeah. Perfect in my opinion. I mean, I agree with you. I feel like if you put Jack more in it, then it kind of destroys some of the mystery of 
what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes him more likable. Like if yeah. we spent the half of the book, not a quarter, but if we spent half of the book hearing his internal monologue as he's pining for his girlfriend's best friend, we would not root for him. No. We would be like, gross. Right. Right. The it, just, only way, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't. The only it way we work. can root for him, the only way we can, can still consider him to be a good guy is if we don't get all of him. It's my complaint about Midnight Sun. I love the Twilight series. I am team Edward 100%. Then I read Midnight Sun and I was like, oh, so he's kind of a creeper. He, so, he really was stalking her. Charlie yeah, oh, he was right to try to keep them apart. Okay. So if you're not on, since we're talking about Twilight, you definitely opened the door for this. If you're not on Twilight shit posts on Facebook, what are you doing with your life? One. Two. You're they missing po- out on the tits soaking. Oh my God. So much. <laughs> like- Two. Someone suggested that they make a book from Charlie's point of view and they call it Blue Moon. <laughs> like the fucking beard on the no, I would read that. I'd read the hell out of that. I, want I would read the hell out of that. Could you where Jacob transforms into his werewolf form? I want Charlie's point of view on what the, what F- the fuck is happening. God damn it, kid! But you know what I also learned the other day on the internet, and this isn't Taylor Lautner's I fault. I don't even think I could begin to guess. Taylor Lautner is an indigenous. You didn't know that? No. I and thought you knew that. I didn't know that. No. That kind of makes my heart sad. Like the the lack of indi- like I knew the indigenous representation in that novel was really disgusting. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't realize it was that bad. Mm-hmm. That hurts my heart. Anyway, sorry. You want to talk about this book? <laughs> Any day. Um <laughs> Is Jack a villain for staying with Sarah for so long when he very clearly had feelings for, maybe even was in love with Lori? You could say the reverse for Lori then. But no, because he had feelings for Sarah. He really did have feelings for Sarah. He I wouldn't know that he loved Sarah. I don't think he loved Sarah either, but I, I don't think Sarah. Jack ever loved anybody, honestly. But, but Lori. But Lori. But... One, I don't think the book moves forward without them staying in a relationship. Two, I really think he was just trying to suppress it. Especially since Sarah is on paper who he needed in life, right? Mm -hmm. Sarah was the woman that was going to propel him forward, was going to help his career, was going to, she was going to get her career taken off, his career was going to take off, and they were going to be magic, right? And that's who he ends up dating after her, too. Right. And it's just... I think that... Jack is a cliche in this point only. He's a cliche 20 something who he's found a girl. He's settled. She's a good enough lay. Mm-hmm. I'm in my tw- early twenties. Why do I need to be serious with anybody anyway? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but do you think that Sarah was really that oblivious? No, I'm sure in the back of her mind, it was niggling. I'm sure every time those two were alone, talking, giggling, whatever, she just looked over and like, why are they so close? No, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. I think that probably got to her a lot over the years. The woman always knows. The woman always knows. I'm telling you what, our intuition is spot on then. Mm-hmm. If you don't think your wife knows, she fucking knows. Your girlfriend knows, your baby mama, your situationship, whatever the fuck you guys are. They know. They know. Do you think that Sarah was only attracted to him because he fit the description of Blessed Boy? No. This is where Faded Mates come in. And this is where, like, that romanticy would have, de- like, the, the little bit of fantasy would have pushed this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I lost my train of thought. I think Sarah was attracted to him because she had just spent a whole year trying to find him with Lori. And I exactly that's what I asked. I I, didn't I ask that question? Yes, but then yeah. But then I lost my train of thought and that's okay. I think that 
after spending a whole year of hearing about him and on and on and on, she picked out the guy that resembled that who was stuck in her head. Yeah. Like, it's just... What are the odds that it would actually be him? None. Only in a book. Only in a book. Only in a book. Does that make her a bad friend that she found him? Fuck no. That was an accident. That was subconscious. And she didn't go out looking for her best friend. Elevator Grey's Anatomy style. Facts. So. Facts. That was a hundred percent Grey's Anatomy. One hundred. Um. All right. Lori decides to take a holiday to get away from the messy triangle. Word. While on holidays, she meets. By the way, side note: I want the kind of time off that British people get. Seriously? She had like a shitty job and just decided to go on holiday for, what was she going to be on for two weeks? Yeah, she just took off. Who has that kind of money? I'm just going to count for two weeks. It's fine. Nobody. Nobody Nobody has that kind of money. And Oscar was there already for two months. Like what kind of banker gets to be out of the office? Someone that has a lot of fucking money in their family. I guess. All right, Lori decides to take a holiday to get away from the messy triangle. While on holiday, she meets Oscar, a banker, not a wanker, also from London. The a banker, not in- a wanker. <laughs> the two fall in love, mostly, and Ish. eventually get married. What did you think of their relationship? He was her 99%. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all dated someone that, like, fits the mold, right? Mm-hmm. They feel right. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they look how we want. We pictured our mate. We, we, we get along with them. Mm-hmm. They're sweet. They're kind. Our family likes them. But we're missing that one little thing that makes them make you sparkle, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't make her sparkle. He didn't make her no. sparkle. And that sucks. He was not the guy for her. He wasn't. It. He never was. Never was going to be. And I was surprised that the hookup on vacation became, well, I really wasn't because I, I thought that would happen. But right. in reality, I would have been surprised if that's what happened. Um, IRL. It, this would have never happened IRL. No. If, if, if our friend, if Katie was single and went on like a long vacation and texted us and been like, I'm in love with this guy and we're moving back to London together. I'd be like, bitch. Fucking try that again. It's the same thing that I was talking about last week with Royal Holiday. That's Mm -hmm. why I didn't like their relationship. Nope. Nope. Um, And also, like, Oscar, such a fucking asshole. He can't take off time for work to be home with his wife. Wife. But he takes off two months and goes to Thailand. Like, he honestly, Oscar was looking for someone to fit his life. He needed the wife. He needed, a, he wanted a wife. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He found a wife. Mm-hmm. That's but all he, he wanted. He didn't pick the one mama wanted. Um, of course, Oscar's mom, great segue, does not approve of the working class Lori because apparently it's still the Regency era with the upstairs downstairs. Duh. In fact, she keeps a photo of Oscar's with his ex prominently displayed in her house. She's even after he and Lori are married. Thoughts? I had a near mother-in-law like this. Um, mm-hmm. I won't name names. Mm-hmm. Um, this was earlier in my life. I had, she didn't put pictures of the ex out. I was the first for this person, mm-hmm. but it was very apparent. I was never going to be good enough for this partner. Mm-hmm. And the longer this person and I were together, mm-hmm. the um, worse she treated me. Mm-hmm. My mom was the divorced mom in town. You know. Yep. I am soiled goods. I have so, that too. Um, so you're never those are never that's never your family. Mm-hmm. If there is a mother-in-law like this, mm-hmm. it is the biggest red flag. Mm-hmm. Especially if he doesn't stand up for you. Mm-hmm. Especially and Oscar never once went to bat for her. Mm-mm. Like as soon as my if Matt would see that if we were at my mom's house and my husband looked over and saw me a picture of me and my ex, 
and was like, what the fuck? And I looked over and I saw that and be like, ma, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like I would never put my partner or future spouse Mm -hmm. in that situation. Mm -hmm. I would never. It's sort of very Rebecca Gillies from the second Bridget Jones. Like mm-hmm. I knew there was going to be the chance of an affair. I knew there was going to be like her trying to get with him and it's fine. It only has to be when we're here and you can be married when you go home. Like I knew that was going to be a thing. And even though he said he never cheated on Lori, he 100% the night that they broke up, I'm certain he banged her. Mm-hmm certain mm-hmm. he went to that girl's house oh 100 and- he he was like oh my mom's right mm-hmm. i was wrong mm-hmm. i belong with her mm-hmm. that's why she was working with me the fact he when he first started going to berlin mm-hmm. and she didn't have a job or anything why didn't he go hey i know you're feeling some kind of way about this but why don't you come spend a week or two Mm-hmm. Feel it out. See if you like it. Mm-hmm. That's how relationships work. Right. This man just said, nope, my life, not yours. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I hate that. I hate that. He didn't even, like, question whether he was going to take the job. He went nope. ahead and did it, even though she explicitly told him, mm-hmm. I don't think this is what will work for us. I don't mm-hmm. want this. He just did it anyway. Yep. He didn't want to hear her. Nope. You got to tell me that there's not any other banker job in London. None. There's no banks in London. Didn't you hear? The money markets are closed there. It is a barter country now. London is only bartering. Mm -hmm. It's not a country. It's a city. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I got you. Um, So I want to talk about the breakup between Lori and Sarah. Mm. This friendship breakups are real. Yes, this felt like the Bridget version, or the the British version, not the Bridget version, but the British version of something borrowed to me. Thoughts? Mm. Yes. This was... Which was our first episode, if you haven't... So our first 192 of you have downloaded it. Our first episode is really Meet the Book Besties, but then our second episode, which is like our first book discussion, is something borrowed, so... Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, it is definitely Rachel... It is definitely something borrowed. It is, oh my God. It is her storming Lori into the apartment. First. It was her storming into the apartment, mm-hmm. finding Dex mm-hmm. in the closet mm-hmm. and looking at Rachel and going, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Right? Mm-hmm. And And I'm still team Rachel to this day, but... I've been in Rachel's position, so I can't really, like, argue it without putting myself on blast. So here's the deal. She had every right to break that bond. Every right to break that bond. Leaving her high and dry on her wedding day? That's fucked. Really shitty. That is really fucked. But I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Your feelings were fucking hurt. You have every right to have your feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. But she's literally marrying another dude. Yeah. She's literally marrying another dude. Get over yourself. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, um, Sarah wasn't marrying her Aussie boyfriend yet, but she was already with him. She was definitely going to be with him forever. Like, Mm -hmm. he's the guy guy. Mm -hmm. He's the guy guy. He's the guy guy. All right. So let's talk about the ending with the radio show call-in cliché. Uh, were you happy they finally found their way to each other? I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. And with their meet-cute beginning, a meet-cute ending is exactly what we needed. But it was giving Tom Hanks. It was giving Sleepless in Seattle. It was, I don't know how to end it. Sleepless in Seattle. They don't even meet until the very end. I know. It was just, it worked. For me, it was, yes, Sleepless in Seattle because they'd meet, but it was more when Harry met Sally. When you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with with someone, you want the rest of your life to start right now. Right then and there, yeah. So she went and found him, and they started the rest of their life. Which is adorable. But also, also, damn, that took too long. It's impossibly rom-com-y. 
and it's the length of time, length of time is very similar to when Harry met Sally as well. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is all it's our just favorite rom coms. Missing the Carrie Fisher character. I miss Mary Sarah's Carrie. not that. As always, we miss you, Carrie. Ugh. Yeah, her death is coming up too. We miss you, Carrie Fisher, mm. so much. I'm gonna so much. take a picture with Leia at Disney, and that's gonna be my thing. I had shirts made for us. I know I had shirts made for us for Magic Kingdom and for um hollywood studios and mine for hollywood studios well our hollywood studios ones came today mine for hollywood studios says jedi mom i like that and the boys have jedi is in training shirts that's cute so i'm assuming tom says jedi then no what's it say it says pew 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 (laughs) oh or sith lord i wasn't sure i didn't know where we were going with this (laughs) he is a sith lord yeah he's totally dark side but no it just says that's okay pew 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 pew." that's adorable too it's really cute all right uh i don't have a question about jack's accident but i sort of feel like we need to talk about it a little bit do you think it was necessary to the story I mean, it was he, sort of a catalyst for him and Sarah to break up, but what do you think? He needed his life to get fucked. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. needed his life to fucking take a downward spiral. He really needed to get his shit just, like, all fucked up. Mm-hmm. He yeah. definitely needed that moment. Mm-hmm. Was it that? Mm-hmm. No. Could it have been Sarah dumping him and then instantly, um, what was the main character's name? God Lori. damn it. Lori. And then Lori going "Mm, hard pass you know what i mean it could have definitely been like him just being emotionally damaged Mm -hmm. i think it was just a metaphor for that right Mm -hmm. i think she was trying to be gentle about the metaphor of his life not working and so he got hit by a car the only thing that came out of it that like pushed the story further was that he realized he had to leave london right and like he had to start over and sarah met her actual person yeah OTP. Yeah, I I don't think it was totally necessary, but I also don't think it took away from it. I think it also showed like the cracks in Sarah in him, in yeah, Jack's relationship. Well, they and, already were like they were already fractured, mm-hmm. right? Him and Sarah were already falling apart. They were fractured the day that he walked into her apartment and realized that Lori was her roommate. They should have ended things then. Absolutely. He should have just been. He should have been a gentleman and just been like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not explained why, just been like, bow out. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. They were young then. Over the course of a decade. You and were... you literally ruined all of your 20s. <laughs> yeah. You wasted your time so long on the on your 20s with this guy. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Who ha- But raise your hand if you haven't wasted part of your time of your 20s with a guy. I have wasted part of my 20s with a guy, too. Same. Raise your hand, bitches. We know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except for Katie. She's been with the same guy since high school. She has? What the hell, dude? Must be nice. Good for her. Right? Good for her. Good for you. Bitches. Um, Anyways. Okay, so I don't have anything else. Do you have anything to add? Um, I, I gave it a wait. four out of five on Goodreads. I gave it a four. Um, the structure definitely inspired me and I'm really excited to start writing. Mm. I, that's like my big takeaway from this book. Mm. So, which I loved it. It was rom-com-y. It it definitely helped me wrap a shit ton of presents. It It was a great transition after the book last week too, which was. Yeah. Like we needed, we needed pure love and joy. And And this was an example of a closed door romance that I still thought brought it. Yep, but it was little glimpses, but mostly it's closed door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was good. Felt like I wasn't missing the sex. I liked the book. I needed like it was a rom com. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. It was great. Had nineties rom com vibe all over it. All over it. We just needed. We just needed the music. Mm -hmm. I honestly could create a a playlist for this now of like Mm -hmm. eighties and nineties music that would be. Mm -hmm. But last Christmas, I digress. We like the main song. Last Christmas, um, you got to put Wham on there. Mm-hmm. You got to have a little David Bowie, a little Backstreet Boys, some In Sync, maybe uh, Wilson Phillips. 
hold on for one more day. You know, just like really bring in that rom com vibe. I like it. Thanks. I'm pretty good at that. I like it. Um, well, do you want to talk about what we're doing next week? Yes. Okay. And then after that. So next week we are joined by nurse, nurse Katie. She's actually going to host and we're going to talk about in a holidays by Christina Lauren. Um, and I finished yesterday and I think you and Katie also finished yesterday, right? I finished a couple of days ago. I blew I mean, through that book. It was I good. Through that book. Well, it was I don't so want to good. give away how I feel about it because mm. we got to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it next week. But that's what we're doing next week. And then we. We're on a break, bitches. Break. Yeah, Fuck. we're on a break. We'll be back in February with romance novels. And I'm hopefully going to have an outline. I better have a fucking outline. I think you should try to have an outline in like a chapter or something. Like an outline well, is not very much. Well, my goal is to completely map out every date from the beginning of the book to the end of the book writing what happens on those dates so that i have a structure as i go down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. through the book but this book's taking place from 93 till 23 so mm -hmm. i have a lot of dates to fill in mm -hmm. yeah it's just gonna take a little bit um uh annapolis book festival has started releasing their author list there's some more the the full panels will be listed in february um but definitely check their website we mm -hmm. are the official pod of the con whoop, whoop. the pod of the festival so no big deal yeah just uh, the capital of maryland it's very cool um, the authors that we met last year one of them is actually coming back in february We're gonna and we had one on last week month we had one in November, Addison Armstrong, and our connection with um, Cece Harrington has it's actually helped with work stuff. So I, I was, I actually was wondering if she's been writing. I might bug her, see how her writing's going. Christina, yeah, she had a deadline this year. She told us that um, in Minneapolis. I know. I'll check in. I'm gonna check in. All right, bestie, I'm sweet. done. I ain't got Me nothing. Too. Me too. I think I might um, go take a nap because I is tired. I um, I can't nap during the day, or I would. Uh, I'm gonna go get stony pants and uh, zone out for a little bit because I need it. Close enough. Same thing. Same diff. Just different. Same thing. Different font. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week with Nurse Katie. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of April and Molly, not those of anyone else. Today's book was One Day in December by Josie Silver. Your Book Besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.